It's Wednesday in the third week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Today the Roman station is San Sisto. This church, and so many of the station churches in Rome, remind us of how quickly and viciously civil authorities can, and indeed have, lashed out with persecution at Christ's church and her children, even to the point of imprisonment, torture, and death, not to mention denial of the sacraments. A church was built at this site during the time of Pope Anastasius I, who died in 401. St. Gregory the Great, who died in 604, transferred here the remains of Pope Sixtus II, who was murdered in 258, along with six of his deacons, including St. Lawrence, who was burned alive on an iron grate. The final scrutinies of the catechumens were held at this church before they were baptized at the Lateran Baptistry. At the time of Innocent III in the 13th century, the basilica underwent a thorough reconstruction. It had to be reconstructed partly because of the ground level, for the church was vulnerable to flooding from the Tiber River. Pope Honorius III entrusted the church to St. Dominic, and this is where Dominic performed a miracle and restored a worker to life after he had fallen to his death during a rebuilding. A year later, the Dominicans were given Santa Sabina on the Aventine Hill, which they still have, and where we began Lent on Ash Wednesday. When the male Dominicans left for the Aventine, the place was entrusted to Dominican sisters. The Dominicans here were the first order of cloistered nuns, Behind the apse, part of Innocent's church can be viewed, which still has some fresco, which includes an image of St. Dominic from about only a century after his death. Remember right now to pray in a special way for the seminarians of the North American College. Usually they are going to all of these station churches each morning before classes to celebrate Mass, but right now they are, with everyone else in Italy, locked down and shut in. At least they're in a very good place while they wait for this lockdown to end. From Meditations for Each Day by Antonio Cardinal Bacci We must all experience privation, because everybody has to do without something in this life. Some people are never in good health. Besides their actual sufferings, they have to put up with their inability to work or to enjoy themselves. Others have no means of earning their livelihood. Their lives are a daily battle, not merely against poverty, but against squalor and wretchedness. They have not enough bread to eat, nor have they homes where they and their families can live. In families where there is no such want, on the other hand, there may be no peace in the home. Individuals, too, can lack peace of soul, because they are ridden by false ambition or jealousy. Other people have a plentiful supply of this world's comforts, but are destitute of the most necessary thing in life, which is goodness. They are depressed because they have become slaves to sin. Is there any remedy for all these privations and sorrows? Yes, we must embrace our cross. We must turn confidently to God and ask Him that we may be resigned to doing without those temporal things of which we are deprived. We must ask him for the grace to rise from our sins and climb towards Christian perfection. There is no use in revolting nor in despairing. 
There is no real happiness in this world. If we are vexed and rebellious, our cross grows heavier. If we accept privation from God's hands, we are soon consoled. The prayer over the people in the extraordinary form, Oremus, humiliate capita vestra Deo. Concede quesimus omnipotens Deus, ut qui protectionis tue gratiam querimus, liberati a malis omnibus, secura tibimente serviamus. Let us pray. Bow your heads to God. Grant, Almighty God, we beseech you, that we who seek the grace of your protection, delivered from all evils, may serve you with untroubled minds. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen.